Hello. Um, yeah, I'm back. You know, welcome back to the Mind Your Fitness podcast. Again, with me, your host, Tom Fowler. Third series. Wow. Um, yeah, thank you for coming back for the third series. And if you're new to the to the show, welcome. Uh, yeah, so it's grown arms and legs since the, the first two series. And I am so excited to share all of the knowledge bombs that I have for you. It's yeah, it's going to be insane. I'm going to be talking to to more guests on on this series, and I can't wait to share their journey with you all. You know, to help you become a you know a stronger and more resilient person. Please don't forget to subscribe, review, and share the show wherever you may listen to it. Throw it on your Instagram and you know tag me in it. And um, so yeah. I'm, Buzzing to get them started. So, you know, with that in mind, let's get cracking on with today's show. Okay, so thank you for coming back for another episode of the Mind Your Fitness podcast. Today, I am joined by a legend. She is one of my clients. We've worked together for a good couple of months now, I'd say. Um, her name is Jade. She has incredible story she's a living legend i've got a lot of time and a lot of love for her this is going to embarrass her i know but yeah i'd like to welcome jade to the podcast welcome very well hi (laughs) i'm jade i don't know what to say it's so awkward but no yeah i'm jade um yeah i train with i've met tom through training and then um, I've set up a mental health page and I just want to get my message across really and help other people. Sorry. Let's just jump straight into that message then. What, what is your message? Just that mental health shouldn't... It's just a sceptical. Everyone's afraid to talk about it, aren't they? It's like mental health. Let's like tiptoe around it and just not upset anybody when that is like the worst thing that you can ever ever do because you tiptoe around those people you're you're making them worse than you're making them better yeah definitely and you know we've had a, a lot of very frank and very blunt conversations <laughs> yeah but uh, you know from my point of view i don't think if we had those conversations you kind of well we wouldn't kind of be where we are today oh i definitely wouldn't be where i am today if we didn't have those conversations that we did hmm. i'd i'd be i'd be in a completely oh to be honest i can't even i don't even know where i'd be to be honest if i didn't met you meet you back in was it october i can't yeah, i can't yeah. even yeah. yeah i can't even say where i'd be right now to be honest, because I was in, obviously with lockdowns and stuff, but on top of that, my own personal life was going down the crapper, but Mm. it's just, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just. So let's, let's let's focus on sort of that first lockdown then, because obviously at that point we didn't know each other. No. Obviously we've got to know each other. And so you said that you were really struggling through that first lockdown so what did that look like for you oh well 
at the start it was all like right oh you get a few weeks off work this is great i get to spend time at home and then i think after the first three weeks it was like nah it's it's not just sitting at home and doing everything like when you just sit there you think oh just a few weeks off work is what you need but then you realize when you start at home and all you've got is your four walls and the people that you live with um, and you're not going out to work you've you haven't got for me personally going to work was my mental it just helped me mentally to focus on anything else but my own head so yeah. when that's taken <laughs> away from me it's it's you haven't got nothing but your own head so then with that on top of it you think right well, how am i going to block this out so then you start drinking yeah so that that is the only way but then it's not by the next morning it's not gone away so the first lockdown i think within a month it was it was it was horrible um i just got to the point where i started to realize that i weren't going to see my dad and my family for a very long time and then it it's like you weren't going to see your work friends and then everything like that and it just and then I got myself with my the way that my brain works I just got myself sucked in to the whole watching the news 24 7 and then yeah. that made a hell of a lot worse so yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't my best it's, it's the lowest I felt in a very very long time and it just got worse and worse and worse it did yeah. but I, I think we kind of got through that period. I'd, I'd like to say pretty quickly, you know, maybe within four, four or five weeks, maybe. Yeah, Granted, yeah, a Friday was weeks, a little bit touch and go. <laughs> Fridays were not, <laughs> Fridays for me and you were. It wasn't. It, it wasn't a good. Every Friday, we'd be like, yeah, it's great. Start off twenty minutes into a session. It just like burst out crying. It's just, yeah. I don't know, I think it's Fridays were so bad. I think it was just sort of, it come to the end of the week, just emotionally drained and physically drained. And it was just seeing you and it was like, oh, I'll get to speak to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have a habit of making people cry. <laughs> Every Friday for me. Yes. So, yeah, so we're out of lockdown, we're training, then obviously yep. we get chucked into a new lockdown and then there was the whole Christmas saga. So the one thing that was kind of keeping you, I guess, keeping your spirits high was oh, the fact Christmas. that you could see family over Christmas. So originally we had the, the six days and everyone was really happy to see family over the six day period. Like the rules didn't matter. Yeah. And then bang, literally everything changed for you. You oh. couldn't see like, anyone i i think i had a panic attack when i found out like i don't think i've cried that like i've cried but i haven't oh, so it's even emotional talking about it now um i hadn't cried oh sorry don't that don't. hard since god knows i it was like someone just took like the one thing that you've been holding on to and just like took it away from you in the matter of like a second and that was the one thing that kept you going throughout that lockdown. I think I was on the phone to you, weren't I? And I said to you, yeah. I was like, they've just, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, they just took it away from me. Like, not just me, but everyone else. So everyone else with their mental illness and everything else, it's like, that's all they were holding on to. 
Mm. But for me, my dad and my family live in a diff- they live in Wales, so obviously their borders shut down completely. And then obviously then I shut down, and it was just I that was that was the worst, the worst worst thing ever. Yeah, so, and uh, I, I seen them in these what we seen quickly, didn't it? Yeah, it just I think. From the first lockdown to then, you know, meeting you when I was getting like, I was positive and then it was Christmas. I was like, yes, I finally get to see my family. And then boom, you get told that you're not allowed to spend time with your family Hmm. on on Christmas day or even see them. And that taken away from you is like the worst. I don't know. It's like someone just ripped out your heart out your stomach and just like stood on it completely yeah it was ugh. but you got to see your dad i did for 10 minutes yeah the best <laughs> for 10, 10 minutes, minutes. yeah i got for 10 minutes it was but that that it was literally high and by sort of thing but those 10 minutes is that I was the most grateful for, for the whole thing yeah. of the year. And, you know, those, I'd rather have had those 10 minutes and I had nothing at all. So, no, yeah, it was literally a drop and go. <laughs> really, <laughs> really yeah. But, yeah, so. But like you said, yeah, it wasn't that 10 that. minutes, although, yes, it is only 10 minutes. You it was 10 minutes I didn't to, have before. Yeah. So you were able to have that face to face just to just see your dad because you know it as good as FaceTime is and you know whatever else you're using, mm. it doesn't you know it, nothing compares to that face to face. Yeah, I think I was probably more excited than you were. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were well pumped. You're like, yes, come on. Oh, no. Yeah. But that's no. yeah. It, it was it was nice to see because obviously when we're working together and sort of we talk talk a lot anyway, I could I could just hear the pain in your voice that mm. you know you'd had so much energy and focus to see your dad, and then for it to be just ripped away literally from under your feet and there's nothing you could do about it. It was it was hard. Like I'm I'm gonna be honest. It was really hard for me to. To, to see but you know we, we worked through it and then yeah when you were told you could see him <laughs> yeah oh, man, I was sorry we had, we had christmas day that's all we had but it was you know i'd, I'd rather like i said to you those 10 minutes was better than nothing at all and it was just more of the fact like you said that's all that i well me and you were focusing on together that was all it was like look you've got this you've got that and then like you said that being ripped away from me was it was horrible so then obviously that triggered a depressive side of my bipolar and I was just like mm. I think yeah. I've not I think that then I think I don't I've not been out of it really for the past four weeks I think no I think there's been a lot of individual factors that mm. won't have supported that. So, see, you lost your job. Christmas, Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, Mer- Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, but you got no job. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, 
schooling situation, you you are confined to <laughs> being at home if your daughter's at home. So I am. you're now playing teacher as well. Like, you know, there are many people across the UK that are doing it. But yeah, I think when you are, when you're so stuck inside your own head and you need that escape, mm. it's it's really hard to, to, like you said, being in the same four walls day in, day out. It's, it's really hard to try and get past that. So it's... I was going to say, so where, yeah. where, are we, where are we now? Wow. As you can tell by the way I'm talking, I'm actually quite happy, which yeah. is normally which you can just tell in my voice. Um, so obviously, like I said, I've, I've, I'm coming out of um, a depressive state, um, which I've been on for four weeks. So I started coming out of that on Thursday last week. Mm-hmm. But it was really bad. Like the worst of it was, um, not last week, but the week before, is when my daughter had a breakdown. Um, she just had a, like she loves school, but I think this one's hit her the hardest, and that made me worse. But yeah. no, I'm I'm actually I'm actually not at my highest point, but my bipolar like triggers triggers like a hypo state, so I'm coming out like a back end of a hypo state. So I'm happy, I'm hypo, yeah. but I'm not yeah. really sad. So I'm like just balancing in my head so it's at the minute it's, it's all right to be honest i'm actually so, happy <laughs> this is good it's great so, feeling this happiness you know oh no isn't it just so for those people that, that don't potentially know um what bipolar is in in a nutshell try and describe it for, for the people that are listening uh, there's many many types of it but i have i have borderline dis- just there I have borderline um, bipolar so I've been through years of my life I've been just medicated for depression it's like oh no postnatal depression I had my daughter oh no you've got depression and about four years ago I took a doctor and someone from a crisis team to come out and was like no you're borderline um, bipolar so it's like I'll go rather than with, with depression you've got you're just sad. Just like, as they call it, you're, you, you're unhappy. You don't want to do anything. But with mine, it goes from a low, low where you get those suicidal thoughts and you, there's no way of getting out of you in a big, massive black hole. Mm. And no matter what tablets you're on or sleeping tablets, and then you'll get insomnia on top of it. And then from another height of it, on a hypo which is like you're constantly like you're over happy so you're constantly like you're bouncing like tom you've seen me on a hypo (laughs) (laughs) a session and i'm like hi yes come on and you you're just over over happy and there's no there's no borderline in it like when it's you got a normal depression it's either you're down or you're up yeah but with me, I'm down, down, but then I'm high, high. And I think and it like, takes quite a long time for you to kind of mellow and find that middle ground. Well, I've been on this hypo, like I said, I think since I've been on it a week. Mm. So I got really hypo, I think, last Thursday. And then I was like, all weekend, I've been 
like mellowing down but then it's starting to come back up again <laughs> so i don't know so it's like i've got to like here but i love i love i love my hypos i love my happy side because i go out and i go to i go on a walk and i'm motivated and you know when i'm bracing but when i'm like hypo hypo it's too much yeah so it's <laughs> it's it's just it's like don't get me wrong i don't want to be sat there crying all the time but also i don't want to sit there bouncing around because i need to get out and do stuff but because the lockdown i can't so then it's like and then you'll start coming down and then you'll go back down into your big massive hole again so yeah it's and that, it's, it's, and that ladies and gentlemen is 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 jay <laughs> Yeah, that's me. That, there's no, there's no in between with me. Yeah, you get really, really sad, or you get you're really, really happy, and then I talk yeah. like this, and I get really, really excited, and then you can't understand what I'm saying <laughs> because I've got a northern accent anyway. And then you put on top of that a speed of talkness and hyponess. It's, it's yeah, I mean, it's a lot. yeah. There's, there's been many occasions. To be fair, it was just before we started recording. You said something, and I was like, Jay. <laughs> that wasn't even a sentence. It's a sentence because it comes out so, so fast. Yeah. And I can't, I can't, like, in my head, it comes out before I've processed what I want to say. Yeah. And it's just, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, <you're, laughs> and that's literally so how it comes go, out. But you said, my, like, when I speak to you in voice notes, you message me, I'm going, Jay, did you even listen to what you said? Because that did not make sense. No. I mean, at least it wasn't a blank voice note. You know, you'd like to send me them every now and again. <laughs> yeah, because I forget what I'm going to say. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you'll process too fast or my brain won't process fast enough. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me about the, like, the medication side of things. So you, you've openly said that you've had loads thrown at you. Oh, I've had... So where, where do you sit with it at the moment? I'm not on anything. Because the medication that they were giving me, because um, I, I also I can go through blocks of insomnia as well. Mm-hmm. Well, because as, as being a sole carer to Ella, um, it's that I'll take one at like nine o'clock at night and I won't come out of it until 12, one o'clock. So then it's, it's just that it's so bad that the tablets I'm taking, I'm asleep, I'm zombified. And I did... I think I did a year of those tablets when I was with Ella and I just I wasn't functioning mm. and then they'd up and up it excuse me they'd up and up it and it just got to the point where it was like I'm not living on medication like I gradually took myself off it I didn't just go right and stop him yeah I gradually took myself off it because I was just like I can't live my life on medication because I've got a young child to look after and I'm not going to be one of those mums that walk around zombified. Unfortunately for me, I've got a daughter who's aware of my mental health. So when I'm having a sad time, like it's a lot to put on a child, but she knows that, okay, mummy's not going to get dressed today. Mummy's not going to do this today. So it's like, oh, I won't ask her too much, which I'm eternally, eternally grateful for. Mm. I'd rather be be here in the present and now rather than get her get to 15, 16 and wonder where the hell those 16 years went. Yeah, definitely. And I think the fact that she is so aware of of you and mental health and mental illness 
I think mm. because she she can grasp it and she kind of understands it all by yeah. having it at such a young age, you know, like you said, mommy doesn't want to get dressed today. And yeah. that's fine because we're all human. We're never all a hundred percent all the time. Mm. And if it were, if you know, if you were to hide it away from Ella until like say like sort of 15, 16, she's then going to think, well, fucking hell, like who is this lady? Cause that's not my mom. It's, it's not that as well. It's just, Oh, like, I think, I mean, you had a conversation and I read that a nine-year-old took his own life, basically. And I said to you, didn't I? And I turned around and I said, the reason why I've set up my mental health page is if I can save that young, or someone like that, then I can. The fact is that that boy was my daughter's age. Yeah. And I'm reading yeah. more and more about young kids. It's the fact is that I'm glad Ella's normalised to it because if... She turns around at the age of 10, 11, and she's like, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling down. She knows that she can talk to me about it because I'm going through it as well. We need to normalise mental health as a thing. It's, yeah. it's not, oh, let's hide it away from kids. Why hide it away from kids? What? So when they get up to the age of the way, age that we are now, for them to go, oh, what is this? This isn't normal. It is normal. Mm. Mental health is a yeah. normal, normal thing. If you're slightly depressed to the fact to wherever you are in your head, it's normal. People need to start making it that it's not. Everybody that's walking this planet has suffered with some sort of mental health in their life. If they turn around to say they haven't, then... Yeah, but... No, it's and it's you really try not to swear there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but it's also the fact is the people that have never been around people that have never had mental health, they need to learn about it because you can't just sit there and go, oh, I don't understand why you're not happy, why you're so sad all the time. You're telling me you've never been sad in your life. You're telling me. There's little kids and you're turning around going, under, under, don't understand why you're sad. You need to normalise mental health. And that's why I'm grateful that my daughter is fully well aware of my mental health and what I go through from having a bad day where I'm shouting because my mood swing is vile mm. or being happy or just having even having one day where it's just normal. Well, as normal as not being around me can be, but you know, that's that, that's, that's not the thing. Like, what what is normal? Nothing's normal. Like people, people are strange. People like people are strange. And th- th- <laughs> well, this is a good strange. thing. I'm strange, to be fair. You but are very, very strange. Everyone has their own quirks. Everyone is they're unique. You know, I, I think that's what makes it so good because. If everybody was the same, fucking our life would be boring. Oh, you swore. Oh, I always swear. Oh, I've been trying not to swear. I know, it's been quite funny. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it'd be so boring. And I think people need to just embrace their weirdness and their strangeness because... Well, you embrace your long arms, so... They are, they are quite strangely long. <laughs> but 
No, but yeah, anyway, go on. There, there's so many people that are afraid to to be quirky or, or to be themselves because there's so much fear from from other people, you know, the fear of rejection. But what, what does it matter? What what are you scared of? Like I've I think since meeting you, I've learned I've learned to embrace myself and my weirdness. And everything else, I have learned I'm not as a negative Nigel as I used to be. A <laughs> negative Nigel, I heard that in ages. <laughs> negative Nigel, I'm a positive Patsy Ooh. with a few negative Nigels thrown in, but nobody's normal. Nobody is. You've got a weird side here, and it's just, it's the whole. If you've got mental health, embrace it. Embrace that bitch because you know what? It's who you are and it's what makes you you. And it makes 100%. you that individual. And I've learned to embrace my mental health because, like I said, if my mental health and me putting out the awareness of it saves one person, and I said this to you, didn't I? Yeah. I said if it saves yeah. one person, then I've done my job and... If people just talk about it, it's like people go, oh, it's um, be kind. That lasted a week. But... Yeah, and the unfortunate thing, that sort of that hashtag be kind, the, the real shit thing with that is it only really gets banded around after, unfortunately, when a celebrity about. takes their life. Why should it take a celebrity for someone to be kind? Be nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, just it, be it, fucking nice. It's not... Oh, it's just, oh, it's frustrating. It doesn't take for you to go hold the door open for somebody or give, give that pound to the person in front of you that's struggling to pay for their shopping. Yeah. That probably just wants to put bread and milk in their fridge so the fridge and cupboard so they can make their kids a sandwich. Yeah. You don't it's, know what the person in front of you is going through. 100%. It's quite interesting that you said that, like giving that person in front of you a pound. So um, there's a, I can't remember his wife's name, but his sort of channel. Lad Baby's missus, were not it? Yes. So yeah. she, she couldn't afford to pay for her shopping. And I think it was by like 80p. So the bloke yeah, behind was, that yeah. said like, you know, here's the difference. And she was absolutely mortified. Because she had to but choose between nappies or bread, weren't it? Yeah. So that's kind of like how like they do a lot of like food bank donations and stuff. Amazing, but again, amazing, amazing. But the, the beauty of it is, like, if they weren't in that situation, they wouldn't probably now be supporting those food banks. Probably not. So it was literally just that one kind gesture that that bloke probably didn't even think about. And that, yeah. that knock-on effect, it's that old domino effect, isn't it? Like, by him doing that, she's now gone and done... X, Y, Z, and she's been able to feed hundreds of families. I think I think this talking example of that it was when the shops were open. I was in town before Christmas. There was this girl, young girl, in front of me, and she was paying for a parking, and a card wasn't working. And she was, you could see just how she was getting frustrated. She was like, "I need, to, you know, I had a pound in my pocket. That's all it cost, and I just put it in for her." Yeah. And she was like, "No, no, no." I went, "Oh, mate," I was like, "It's a pound." I don't have it because I don't have a job, but also the fact is, it's a pound. Yeah. It's not going to yeah. kill me. 
and it's not going to kill you and it's not going to kill anyone else just to put a pound or 50p or just give the trolley to somebody with your pound in it what's you going to do and yeah, and that it, anyway if you have a spare putting in your trolley do you know what i mean just give it on that's it and it, it it's that old saying you know one one coin deed what, what's the saying it's gone it's gone from my head but basically like one coin deed <laughs> Oh no, it's gone. <laughs> Bye. So like that, you know, one one kind deed to one person, and they follow it on, and it's yeah. Okay. And it and it, if she didn't, she didn't. That's that's not my problem. I was nice. That's that's all that matters. Yeah, definitely. As long Merry as Christmas, I'll pay for your parking. Here you go, yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, what I want to do, Ooh. I want to look to wrap the episode up there, but so there's so true. much more. That we can talk about so so much more <laughs> there's going to be like exciting. part two three four five six. there's going to be a mini series basically this could go on forever <laughs> so what i want to do i i just want you to i want you to kind of end the show so i want you to tell people where they can find your your yep. mental health page and sort of any final words that you think might inspire someone or if they're in a bad place at the moment you know anything yeah. you'd recommend fire at will well you can find me at talk help mental health on instagram um if you follow tom and his instagram he follows me and tags me on some posts on there so if you're unsure of how to find me just go through tom and that's um mind your fitness but my last message just to send out there just remember you're struggling now it's not going to be forever but also embrace it embrace your mental health and embrace your weirdness because you know what that makes who you are and that's it oh i love that cute isn't it i love that i, I can't think of a better <laughs> way to end that so jade thank you so much for coming on like i said i'm i'm pretty sure we're going to end up with a little mini series so everyone that's been listening go over to jay's page show us some love i will put um the instagram page in the show notes anyway Great. thank you for coming on to thanks you for having else. me my pleasure and yeah so for to you and everyone else listening stay safe and mind your fitness stay safe and mind your fitness